What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, the aforementioned Joe Kilgallen. As always, I like to start this podcast with a little bit of gratitude. Big thanks to all the Patreon subscribers. You people are fantastic. I love you guys so much. And also thanks to everyone who subscribes to any of my bullshit, whether it's on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I'm getting some love over on the Instagram. I got a couple jokes that are going viralish at the same time. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, get on board with that. All right, I've got um, I've got a fun little recap for you guys. I was in Arizona, only got sunburned at the ankle. Pretty good, pretty good. Normally, I, I was worried I was going to get fried because you guys all know I'm a pasty son of a bitch. I'm going to tell you about my Arizona trip, rant about some other stuff. Um, speaking of Arizona, the sunshine was amazing, but I came back Saturday. It's very cold in Chicago, snowy a little bit, which is just always such a fucked up thing on the brain, you know, because it's like I was just in 83 degree heat. And now there's like light flurries touching my skin. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And then you think to yourself, why does anyone live in the Midwest? And then you remember all the other cool shit. And you're like, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. So then I had some great shows at Laugh Factory uh, that I did in the city of Chicago Saturday evening. Uh, today is a Tuesday morning. It's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a tight podcast, everyone. A real quick 20-minute banger. And um, I got to go pick up the kid from preschool. And I was a little late starting this. And plus another podcast I'm in the works on. Going to be launching soon. little teaser for you. Uh, we filmed last night another episode, episode four of that. So we've got four episodes we haven't even released yet. We might get another two more in the bank before we launch this shit. That way we will always be consistent and we're never going to have a thing where it's like, oh, he's sick and I you know, needed to itch my balls so we couldn't get together to podcast. But next week we'll be back. Now we're not going to do that. We're going to start off professional, damn it. If we say every day at this time and place, every day at this time and place. That way you, the listener, is going to be very pumped up and excited. All right, so... Had a doctor's appointment yesterday, my annual physical. Now, um, they drew some blood. You did some lab work. I am low on the D, the vitamin D. If you guys were getting weird and pervy just now. Vitamin D efficiency. I just found out like 40 minutes ago when I got my lab results back. So I got to go get some vitamin D pills, D3, 2,000 units. Apparently, I got to start taking every day. And that makes sense, man. Vitamin D is important. Like, and I'm not like most people are vitamin D efficient. This is like a very common thing, but it makes sense because sometimes I wake up all achy. My bones are achy and I just chalked it up to being getting older. But then I think about it, I'm like, I'm not that old. I'm still in my thirties, you know? So it's, I should be a little bit better and being all fatigued and tired. I chalked that up to lifestyle, which it still might be lifestyle, but it's nice to know that there might be a reason as well. So I got to go get some vitamin D. And uh, pump myself up for that. And I'm excited. I'm actually excited about it, you know, because I thought overall, I'm like, I feel pretty good overall. I feel like I'm a pretty healthy guy. And uh, no, I'm not. Um, I'm not not healthy, but it would, it would make sense. You ever have something like you think you're fine. And then someone goes, actually, you have a little bit of this. And you go, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that fucking makes sense. Of course. Of course. Awesome. So now I'm going to have more energy for you guys. All right. By for you guys, I mean the wife in the sack. What's up? All right, let's talk about Arizona. Actually, no, hold off. Teaser on Arizona still. I'm building suspense. We'll get to Arizona in a little bit. Uh, because a lot a lot of Arizona is just talking about how awesome it is. And you don't want to be a guy who brags about the weekend without giving the listeners something more enjoyable to hear me uh rant and dissect. Whew. You guys know I've been on a kick about how we need bu- better public transportation in cities across America, not just cities, but the whole country. We should really be on some sort of a high-speed rail system like Europe and Asia's on. It's sad to me. Like, you know, I had to fly to Arizona, but first I had a layover in Denver, and then that got delayed a bunch. It's just, if you have more options, it's better for everybody. 
because the people out there who are like fuck trains i'll always take planes your flights will probably come down in price a little bit because there's some competition you know what i mean it's just nice to have different options but i bring that up because especially in cities with all the driving going around and it's different with dropping kids off for school on a day when it's it's currently 23 degrees right now so it's probably about 17 degrees two hours when i dropped them off the driving has gotten nuts i know last week i complained about air travel now i'm complaining about driving travel am i 100 years old i might be so here's the exchange i had though it's not so much about the traffic it's it's about it's, it's more societal so so hang with me here for a second i'm trying to find a spot to park to take my three-year-old son to preschool i now six-year-old son's with us he just turned six and this one car was kind of double parked off the corner and i'm like well that's annoying because you can move the fuck over. So cars have to go around you a little bit. And they do they give this look like, I've got my hazards on. Look, the hazards are meant for, I think this is how you use your hazards when you're driving. One, when you're stalled out and you need to let people know, hey, don't fucking kill me. Another is when you're like running in somewhere real fast, you throw the hazards on as a signal to the police not to give you a ticket, right? And it tells anyone else, hey, he's going to be real quick or she's going to be real quick or they are going to be real quick. That's what you, that's what it's about. Hazards aren't for you moved your car over an inch. You're still blocking most of the street. The hazards aren't a fucking green light to fuck up everyone else's day. You know what I mean? So it's annoying how this, these hazards were used by two different cars. The next car was even worse, way bigger, um, offense. If you ask me, this is dropping kids off for preschool. Again, it's like 19 degrees outside today in Chicago. Everyone's struggling. This car, it's a its a narrow side street. It's a two-way street, but it really should barely be a two-way street. Two cars going past each other, opposite directions, will nearly scrape the cars that are parked on either side. That's how narrow it is. This person barely gets over to the right side. And they're up and they're on an angle. And anyone with any kind of eyesight at all will be like, wow, whoever's driving that car is, first of all, not over far enough. And taking up what looks like two spots. I can't guarantee it's two spots, but at least it's at least a spot and a half. You know, and I'm thinking I give the little polite beep, that little boop, you know, where you kind of you don't push all the way. You give it a little beep, you know, one of those. And I I I don't know who the person is, but I could tell they were upset that I did that. I saw like a hand gesture through the car, and I was like, well, what the fuck? It's the polite beep. The fuck, you know. I then have to like go in there on an angle to oh, this fucking car. I go around. So now I'm like even and I roll down the window enough and I go alongside them next. So I yell over my passenger side window. Hey, you're taking up two fucking spots two. And I flash the deuce to make to give them an idea. Maybe they're thinking peace. I don't know what they thought, but hopefully they understood what I when I said two. you're taking up two spots and they still had the audacity, the mother fucking audacity to look at me like I was the problem. Like, I don't know the rules of engagement on the road. They That's what they thought. And I remember just being like, this is the shit that really fucks up a society. I know a lot of people out there are going to be like, well, what about crime and murder? Yeah, we could do more to prevent those things, but they're always going to happen. These little fucking transgressions are what add up to lead people to crime and murder. It, it really is. Because it shows how we're not even close. We are not even close as a society 
to have some of the things that people think we could have. You know, people will always say, like, libertarians love this shit. Get rid of government. We don't need government for anything. This is stuff we as communities can do. No, no, we can't. I read someone talked about yesterday about the grocery cart return is the big biggest example of why we still do need some sort of government to intervene on things. You know, now, if you want to argue how much government, not enough government, those are fair arguments. But the libertarian argument of no government, I'm sorry, libertarians. I got a lot of friends who are libertarians. I like a lot of you. But when it comes to this shit, you, you're just, it's a good on paper thing. On paper, it sounds amazing if we could keep all our money, but we still would have streetlights and roads and things like that. But it, it just, there's no fucking basis in reality. It's never worked anywhere. It, it's perfect as this fantasy scenario. And I'm telling you right now, the way people, because it's everywhere. But what cracked me up the most is later, like after I calmed down for a minute, here's what had happened. So when I yelled across to this woman that she was taking up two parking spots, it was only right when I pulled up to the car that I realized the woman I was yelling at was a black woman. Now, I mentioned that because it shouldn't matter. There's bad drivers on all sides. It's not, There's no black women being bad at driving stereotype I know of. We all know who has the bad driving stereotype. That's been shifting lately, though. I'll tell you what. There's there's a new group emerging. Subscribe to the Patreon. I'll tell you. <laughs> but like, fuck. It, it, but black women, I've never had like a stereotype or even seen where it's like, oh, they're bad at driving. And in traffic, it's all all things are off. Everybody who's progressive, well, we, we've talked about this. But a comedian friend of mine, Abby Sanchez, who's been on this podcast, is a great joke about that, where it's like, come on, everyone in that situation is like this. So, but here's what's funny about me, too. You guys all know the good guy I am. A little bit after that, after I calmed down and found a parking spot, I remember being like, all right, let's see if I see this car again. If I see the car again, I'm just going to, I'm going to still hold my ground. Sorry, I knocked the microphone over. I'm still going to hold my ground and be like, hey, you're taking up two spots. I'm not apologizing for beeping at you. Some other car should have been telling you the same thing. You were taking up two spots. All right. It came off a little aggressive that I apologize, but look, it's cold out. We're all trying to get our kids to school in the morning. Right. And if she was still bitching, I'd be like, all right, you know what? This is a fucking you problem now. Because instead of saying to me, all right, fair enough, good point. I didn't realize I was taking up two spots. My mistake. I'll tighten it up next time. You are going to do what every person does nowadays, which is blame me more. Tell me I'm the asshole. And I'm going to say, oh, I'm the asshole for trying to better everyone's fucking morning. I'm the, oh, sorry. I'm sorry you don't like to be held accountable for anything in your fucking life. So anyway, I, that's what I thought when I'd see the person. But then I thought to myself, um, I felt guilty because it was a black woman. Is that crazy? Is that a new level of white guilt? It's a new level of white guilt where you beep at someone, you discover, oh, it's a black driver I beeped at. Fuck, well, now I feel bad for beeping. That, to me, is almost more, is, is racist, in a sense. Because if you're truly treating like people like equals, then you could beep at someone regardless. Y'all get beeps, okay? I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what struggles you had. If you were driving terribly, you're going to get a beep. Right. Let that be. Let that be what unites us all. Everyone gets a beep. And I remember thinking to myself, too. I don't know. My, my brain does it where it's like, well, what if this happened? What if they said this? What would I say if they said this to me? And all that kind of thing. I would simply be like, all right, listen, I didn't beep at you because you're black. I didn't know you were black until I pulled alongside the car. All right. I beeped at you because your driving is atrocious. All right. And also, I'm beeping at you. That way you could then better represent your people in park. <laughs> No, I mean, I wouldn't go like that, but you know, same thing, by the way, I, I pulled up alongside many people who look like me. And I think to myself, you Irish piece of shit, you know what I mean? Like, look at you and your chubby fucking cheeks, move your fat ass over 
Okay, Sean. You know, Sean's actually my brother's name, and he's not fat. He's a very uh, thin young man. All right. I was in Arizona the last, uh, or not last, whatever. I've been home since Saturday, but it was a quick trip. So quick. So you all know I talked about how I was going there last week. I got to start off by thanking everybody who came out to the show at Mike Drop Mania in Chandler, Arizona, which was just 15 minutes south of where the Cubs spring training was. You guys who long-time listeners know I'm a big, big Cubs fan. You listening for the first time? Welcome. Um, what was so great about it was that I knew most of the audience. Uh, so a big shout out to Club 400 for packing it out. Uh, my guy Crawley, who hosts a great podcast for your Cubs fan called Fly the W Podcast. Club 400 has a podcast too. I would have to name 40 people. So I, if, you're list, if you're a listener and I'm not naming you, I'm very sorry. Um, I will name Chad McDaniel. He's been an OG listener for since I started this podcast. I feel like he's been listening for over four years now. Um, we're about at the five-year celebration. And sadly, I don't have anything planned planned. Um, maybe I'll try to throw something together soon, though. So, uh, we'll, we'll delay that celebration a little bit. Um, or I'll just wait till like the 250th episode. It makes it cooler than well, two, episode 233 or whatever the fuck it's going to be. Uh, so shout out to Chad McDaniels. Awesome meeting you, man. Um, it's a dude I've like talked to online a million times and a long time listener. So it's really cool to be like, Hey, you're a real person. <laughs> Not that I didn't think you were, but you know what I mean? It's, it's just nice to meet someone like, a, like an online friend in person is always great. Uh, really cool guy. Um, rocking a Cole Cabana shirt, which you guys know I love. So uh, good to see you, Chad. Hopefully next time I see you, you come out to uh, Chicago. We'll show you a good time, man. We'll we'll hit the nightlife. We'll hit the scene. Um, so again, thanks to the Club 400 people for helping fill the seats and for being such a, just being the best human beings in the world. Club 400 is Cubs fans helping Cubs fans. It's a, a charity and like a Cubs fan group, and they're amazing. So uh, another shout out, uh, Chicago Cubs pitcher, former Major League Baseball All-Star, former Cubs pitcher. He is now since joined the broadcast booth and um, a hilarious guy in his own right. He's done some stand-up, uh, hosts a show called Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster. I am thanking Ryan Dempster. Demp, dude, that was awesome. It was really cool of you. Uh, Demp and I have been friends for a while. I want to say around, I think I met him like four or five years ago as well, right around the time I was starting this podcast. I remember meeting him at the Laugh Factory, and then we did some shows together, and um, I've hung out a bit since. Really one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet and no surprise he's a canadian there it just must be it must be like the privilege of living in a country where if you fall down and break your leg you don't have to worry about all the medical bills that come your way uh if you need an ambulance you don't have to worry about the medical bills that come your way i have been out in public and seen people really like tear up a knee and then People are like, someone call an ambulance. And they're like, are you out of your fucking mind? I will crawl to the hospital. Call an ambulance. Oh, I have an extra three grand lying around. Please don't do that. Like, I've seen that a million times. So I think Canadians must be absolute sweethearts because they just don't have that. Maybe that's what it's like. Because every Canadian I've ever met, I really can't think of anywhere I'm like, this guy's a dick. I really can't. I tried to think long and hard about it because I was thinking about my flight back from Arizona. I'm like, have I met any? And I used to, I used to hang out with a bunch of them. Um, and they were all just amazing. A bunch of beauties. You Canadians are a bunch of beauties and uh Canadian baseball hall of famer, Ryan Dempster is ahead above the rest of those beauties because I talked to him at a labor in Denver. We talked on the phone a bit. I hit him up. I was hoping to get him on the show, like to pop in. Um, I haven't told him like, dude, I don't know. It's just pop in, do some time. Uh, but you know, he had gone up in a little bit here. He had plans. So it was like totally cool. 
So he uh, then says, uh, well, we talked on the phone, and he was like, uh, how early are you going to get to the ballpark on Thursday? Because I told him I was going to the game on Thursday and Friday, Cubs spring training action in Mesa. And I was like, I think I'm probably going to get down there pretty early because most of uh, a lot of that Club 400 group, they like to tailgate and get started early. So it's going to be one of those all-day drinking type of situations, which, as you all know, as a fan of St. Patrick's Day, I'm a fan of anything that's morning tonight. Let's booze it up. He's like, all right, yeah, cool. As soon as you hit the ballpark, give me a ring. Uh, or shoot me a text and, uh, you know, I'll tell you where to meet me. So I text my head, just I'm over here now. And then I walk over, dude slides me a wristband. I get to go like through like the player's entrance. And then, uh, me and him were just, you know, shooting the shit, talking, uh, watching the pitchers run these drills and stuff like that. And it was kind of cool to see the pitchers were running a drill where, uh, I don't know which coach was hitting ground balls to them at the mound. They then had to fire it over to first and hit like this target that is big, like netted thing. And uh, there must have been some wager going on because the one side, whenever someone would do something, they'd be, oh, and if someone fucked up, they'd really give them shit. And new Cubs pitcher, uh, was it Fulmer? He, a uh, little wild on a throw, and they all reacted in a way, and everyone was like, holy shit, you're fucking around, like laughing. And Cubs uh, pitcher Kyle Hendricks, who was one of the aces of the 2016 World Series team, he pitched, he started game six that the Cubs won to go to the World Series, one of the best pitching performances in Wrigley Field history, took a shutout into the eighth inning and started game seven and pitched awesome there. He is known for being like ice in the veins, stoic, no facial expressions. Like there used to be memes where it's like, here's Kyle Hendricks uh, determined, same face. Kyle Hendricks happy, same face. Kyle Hendricks sad, same face. Like that's what he's known for. I saw that dude jumping up and down like a seven-year-old. Like a, like he just won the best prize at Chuck E. Cheese going crazy high-fiving people like ah oh, like you know laughing because like one of his teammates just fucked up the game they were playing i remember like, damn that's cool this is what spring training is about this is the stuff i feel very privileged to see so again shout out to demp there on top of that he he, he says here use my glove because i didn't bring one you know um you know three-day trip but i didn't think to bring a glove and um he grabbed uh one of the catcher's uh, backup gloves and we went out into the outfield uh when the player when the offense came out for batting practice and started shagging some balls great time and your boy could still track down a fly ball there was a couple that i was glad he told me in 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 or over 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 to because i lost a couple it was a little overcast that day once it hit like the gray of the clouds i was like lost for a second or two i did have one air where i just totally went off the edge of my glove because i i took a bad route let's just put it that way but overall i was very proud of myself i held my own uh, made some nice throws back into the infield towards like where you know you have to throw it towards the bucket there, and it was just good time. Just good time. like that. All that was stuff where I feel incredibly privileged in my life to have met people like Dempster and other people I've met throughout my life that give me the opportunities to do the, these Make a Wish events. Demp was joking with me, being like, oh, "It's like a Make a Wish day," you know. And um, and Ian Hap, Cubs Gold Glover, came out and shagged some balls and talked to us. Big golfer, talked a lot about golf. And I remember one ball was hit. And I'm like, oh, you could get that. I'll, I'll de we'll defer to the gold glover. But it was amazing. It was an amazing time. The show went great. Um, had a wonderful time afterwards. Stayed with my friend Laura, who my wife's known since she was like a child. And her and her family are very hospitable. They all live down there now. So, again, again just so many people to thank. Can't thank you guys enough. And I'm hoping that's an annual thing. I got to go down there every year. Because it was nice to get out of the Chicago weather see a couple baseball games, um, catch up with some people, and just party, man. It's a fucking party. Party in the sunshine. You cannot beat that. All right, everybody, that's been the podcast. I told you I was going to keep it real tight this week. Got to go pick up the youngin' from preschool. Um, news is on the horizon. 
the podcast I had told you about earlier, I got a new podcast coming out that I'm partnering up. We're having guests on. We got a theme. So it's going to be different than what I do here. But you'll still see a lot of Joe, a lot of the, my style in it as well. And I hope you check that out. We'll be announcing very soon. Very, very soon. So uh, again, thanks everyone for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. You want to support it, jump on the Patreon. Um, if you are on the Patreon by, I think by April 1st, I'll mention you in the special thanks of my special that will be coming out sometime. I guarantee it'll come out sometime in April. I don't have an exact date yet, but it will be out. You'll be able to see it. So thanks for uh, all the support. Uh, this has been the Joe Kilgallen podcast, AKA Kilgallen's pub. You guys have a good one. Cheers.